0: It's time once again for Senior Smarts on Classic Hits K-Wing 106 brought to you by Benedictine Living Community in Red Wing with our continuum of care including our renowned short-term rehab services and once again we say hello to Debbie Bradley.
1: Good morning how are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well and uh, this has been a lot of fun the last couple of weeks we're getting to know a few people and we're going to do that again today.
1: Absolutely and today we have um, from our corporate office we have our director of foundation and his name is Scott Nelson and so I'm going to get to him in a little bit, but I want to um, just briefly touch on um, the element that I'm a chaplain again, and I know that this time, especially during COVID and this big surge, it's really difficult for people. So there was a poem that was just written yesterday that um, really moved Mm -hmm. me, and I would like to offer this to our listening audience, and it's actually called Exhaustion. (sighs) Constant... Barrage of worry, helplessness, loss, and fear. I am knocked to my knees. I stumble around in a daze. Nothing seems real. Nothing seems very important. I can't focus, plan. I try to see the bright spots, be grateful. I repeat This is temporary. It will get better. I feel wrung out, overwhelmed. Not enough sleep, so damn tired. I know others' torture is even worse. We're not alone. We have to carry on. I'm amazed by those working in healthcare huge hugs I can't imagine to those who have loved ones sick or worse I grieve I cry for your loss those striving for basic rights march on you are the reasons change happens I am sad for your pain I have nothing inspiring to say that all I have to give is my love and that my prayers don't fix it for you. I thought I was strong. I thought I was, but at this moment, I'm beat to the ground. I believe you will, we will get through this hour by hour, day by day, Together, I came across this poem, and I know I've seen so many different times in these last eight, nine months in the media, um, in all different forms. People talk about you know the heroes that healthcare workers are, and how they're so very grateful for everything that is being done by doctors and scientists and nurses and care facilities and assisted living. You know, keeping everybody safe. And they want to know how can they help, how can they contribute, and feel that they are still connected and actively giving. And, Scott, that's where you come in. So, first of all, welcome to you today. Thank you, Debbie. And I'm just so grateful that you're here to help point the way, especially at the end of the the year, 2020, won't we all be happy to see it go away? <laughs> but Amen. At the end of this year, for people to say, Um, the year is winding down. I want to benefit my family and I want to benefit other people, especially in long-term care facilities or health care. Can you please give them some ideas of how they can contribute and make a difference? It would
0: be my great pleasure. Thanks for asking me. Um, I think it might be interesting to our listeners to know about 30%, a little over 30% of charitable giving happens in December. So if you're it occurs to you now that maybe now is a good time, you're in good company. And I think people do it for a number of reasons. They're grateful for their blessings or maybe blessings that they came to them uh, when they needed them, like a scholarship or help when their family was in tough shape or someone who had been kind to them. Um, and people are moved to make investments into their most closely held values. You know, Refer to some of those, Debbie, justice and mercy and kindness. They want to make sure the organizations they most believe in are around to do what they most care about. So I have just a handful of sort of tax-wise ways you can give, and then I thought I'd talk, it if, if it's okay with you, just at the end about, you know, maybe how to think about it as you, you and your family might make these decisions.
1: Absolutely. So Thank first, you. the
0: financial things. I would suggest just making a simple list. Think of it like a shopping list, you know, and not even with a lot of detail, but, you know, what do you most care about? high school hockey, is it your church, is it the Boy Scout, is it a hospital or a clinic that you're most connected to? Um, attach some organizations to them that you have faith in, and then uh, engage your spouse and your kids and make it fun. Here's some you know, tax-wise ways you can do it for those who are most interested in the financial parts of, of their giving, and we're going to do it like baseball. A single play might be for someone to uh, consider uh, making an IRA qualified charitable distribution. If you are 70 and a half and you have an IRA, you can give directly to charities up to $100,000 every year directly to charitable organizations. And the tax smart parts are you avoid realizing taxable income and paying the income tax on that distribution. And uh, that's a, a Real powerful way for people to give, make really transformative gifts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Another way, and let's talk about a double play, is for someone to consider making a gift of appreciated shares of stock. Um, if you have stock that's grown um, uh, and uh, you'd like to be at both a charitable deduction and avoid paying capital gains tax, you can j- gift those shares directly to the charities of your choice. Um, and uh, again, you get both the benefits, you get the full value of the shares of those stock on the day you give them, you avoid any gains that you might have on that stock, or at least paying capital gains on it, uh, and you can make a really transformative gift. Great. Um, And we could talk about a home run. I was talking to someone the other day who was interested in making charitable deductions, but he was kind of confused about the standard deduction, which is pretty high now. went up to about $12,000 uh, last year, and we're figuring it out again this year. And I suggested that he might um, uh, consider bunching his gifts, making, uh, squirreling away um, charitable assets uh, in excess of that number this year and creating a donor-advised fund uh, with Schwab, Fidelity, the St. Paul and Minnesota Foundations, Vanguard, and others um, who can help you create what essentially is a charitable checkbook. And you can put those assets, skip the shares of stock, for instance, directly uh, to uh, Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, uh, and their charitable funds, uh, have those assets grow over the course of time, achieve a pretty big charitable deduction in the year you make that gift. And I think most importantly, you have that charitable checkbook so you can invest at any time with any organization you most believe in uh, now and into the future. I've had other folks kind of who know that I work with donors, you know, all day, every day, for decades now, about how to think about charitable giving, why, um, how can they make it fun, how can they make it meaningful?
1: I was wondering Remember, about that when you were saying that.
0: <laughs> yeah, usually it's you know. Well, anyway, I could go on, but I, I think you know, the personal part is the is the most important and rewarding part. Mm-hmm. remember when I was a kid and I was sitting in the pew kind of as an eight-year-old uh, listening to a sermon, and I was a little bored, mm-hmm. and I remember Bob Allward. He was this revered pastor, and he said, You know, I know you're, we're asking to make a gift, and it's kind of expected, and we need it to make this place run, but I want you to think about some other things. I want you to make a gift that you're proud of, not a gift that you feel you ought to make, but I want to make, make a gift that mm-hmm. feels good, that you feel good about talking about, yeah, uh, and I think that was that stuck with me even as an eight-year-old. That just woke me right up. and thought, "Well, I could do that. I could do something I'm proud of, and I'd rather do that than do something I'm supposed to do."
1: So I was wanting any words of parting wisdom there, Scott, uh, about giving.
0: Well, I think it's a, it's a, it's a particularly important time to give. Now, those of us who have shelter and food, and we may be bored and anxious, but we're comfortable and safe. There are a lot of people who are hurting. Um, there are a lot of caregivers um, who need our support so they can do the important and dangerous work to keep us safe and well and there are lots of ways you can do that and uh, I want to thank you for hearing me out and uh, um, encourage your listeners to think about being especially generous this year
1: and thank you for coming um, and talking to us today Scott if anybody has any questions about um, Bendicton Living Community Red Wing for our foundation I am actually the contact person So you can just call our main number and just ask for the chaplain, and I can help you with any of those ideas. If we want to get Scott on the line to figure out some details, he'd be happy to help. Is that correct, Scott? You bet. Absolutely. So thank you, everybody. Um, Once again, um, we're grateful to get to the end of this year. Thank you for listening. And with that, St. Crispin Living Community, now known as Benedictine Living Community Red Wing, is Changing Aging in Red Wing.
0: Listen every week for Senior Smarts on Classic Hits K-Wing 106 brought to you by Benedictine Living Community in Red Wing with our continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services.